0: Today's Tanya, for the 5th of Shrat, is in Peireg Zayin, chapter 17. It's on page 240 in Lessons in Tanya. And it continues the explanation of The Alte Rebbe shows that every person is capable of serving God with the heart because the part of the heart that is necessary in the servant, in serving God, is that part of the heart that is the recesses of the heart, the part that is relevant and necessary for the doing of the mitzvah, even though the other part of the heart, the actual emotion, the palpable emotion and the revealed part of the heart is beyond some people and is not close to everyone to do. Because it is not a matter of doing, it's a matter of pure emotion, pure love. And for that you have to have a profound understanding of godliness to be able to to go from the seho, from the knowledge, to an actual feeling that is palpable in the heart. Now, should someone think that this other part of the heart, the part of the heart that is relevant only to action, that is necessary for action, is a lesser avidam and a secondary kind of service and not a full-fledged and real service of God. The al will will say in today's Shia how that, that is not the case. Because when the Torah says lecha mei the Torah is not talking about a secondary or minimal service of God. It's talking about serving God. A true service. So that even though this heart is merely the part of the heart that has to do with action that doesn't make it a secondary or lesser it, And that's what the Al Rebbe says. Kol and this, the part of the heart that is geared for action, for the doing of the mitzvah, this is what the purpose of man is all about. Ki because the Pesach says, Hayem la seisam. That today is the day for the doing. The literal meaning is, I command you these mitzvahs today to do them. But the deeper meaning is that this day, meaning this world, before Moshiach comes or before before the neshama leaves the body and goes back to to heaven, Hayem, today. This world is the world of doing. The action is the primary thing in this world. Sh'hayayim Hu'aylam ha Hayayim refers to the world of action. U'lemachol <muchal> and tomorrow is Kabul schar tomorrow is a time for reward. Kameshikos and makimachet has explained elsewhere what the time of reward means. But the first part of the verse Hayayim last that Hayayim today this world this world is a world of deeds. And therefore, that emotion or that conviction of the heart, which is not a full-blown emotion, it is necessary and, and practical because it serves the action. It's geared for action. This is not a secondary or less important Aveda. On the contrary, hayeim In this world, it is the doing that is primary, that is of utmost importance. And therefore, that part of the heart that is geared for action, is the more important part, the more relevant part. And now, continuing on the explanation of how it is close to every person in the heart to do, since the mind is in the control, under control, in the Beinani. And by its nature, the mind governs over the heart and over the mouth and over all the limbs that, that act, that perform. Therefore, it is very close to every person who has a brain to serve God with the mouth and with the hands and with the heart. Only here, the Al-Tareb is using the expression, Mayach Shalit al-Halev, differently than the way he used it in an earlier chapter, where he was saying that the meyach shalit al-halev in that you don't have to listen to the heart. And in that in that instance, in that context, meyach shalit al-halev meant that the heart, that the mind is stronger than the heart. Stronger in its influence on the body. That the mind can influence the body in the Benini and get the body to do the mitzvah, whereas the heart in the banani doesn't have that strength. Here the Al-Tadeb is saying, Meyach Shalit al-Halev, in a more literal sense, that it's not only stronger than the heart, it is stronger in the heart. It influences the heart and makes the heart behave a certain way. In this case, it brings to the heart a conviction that the heart is also moved to, to the conviction of the service of God, that God should be served and that the Jew should serve God. There is one exception. Im except for that person, Mishahu Rasha MS, a person who is a true Rasha. What is a true Rasha? The Rebbe explained earlier, the Aveda of the Benani is called MS for one of two reasons. MS means that which is permanent, that which is always. So, in MS, you can have one of two possibilities. One is an actual MS, and the other is a potential MS. The Bainani's love for God is not actual at all times, but it is in potential at all times. Since at any time the Bainani can arouse his love for God in davening and in saying the shema, therefore, in potential, the love is always available and is always there. So to that degree, it is emes. On the higher level, there is that which is emes in the actual. That the tzaddik who always loves God with an actual love, with a palpable love. The same can also apply to a rasha. The rasha, we found there are two levels. There is the rasha v'tevle, and then the rasha v'tevle. The rasha v'tevle means that although he sins, Yet he has thoughts of regret. A person who has thoughts of regret, his evil is not constant. It's only in potential. Since the thought of regret will not make him stop sinning, so the actual, uh, the actual w- wickedness, the actual sinning is interrupted but not stopped. So, on the one hand, in actual practice, he's not constantly sinning. So, he's not a roshah in the actual at all all times. However, even when he's not sinning, in potential, since he hasn't really done shuva, so in potential, he will sin again. So, in potential, he is truly evil. Truly, in the sense that it is constant. So, he is constantly evil on a potential level then there is that Russia who is constantly evil in the actual, not just in potential. And that is called the Rasha Be'emes. What is it about the Russia Be'emes that makes him the exception? The sages say, that the wicked, the Russia is in the control of his heart and is not in control of his heart at all. He has no control of his heart. He is in, he is under the control. He is in control. The heart controls him. So because the heart controls him and he has no control over the heart at all, therefore this natural state, the state where the mind controls the heart, mayach shalat al-halev, is denied to the true Dasha. And therefore, if he is a true Dasha, it isn't true of him that it is close to you in your heart to do. So that statement, kare Velecha hadavar, does not apply to a true Dasha. Because it is not close to him in his heart to do, because he has no access to his heart at all, his heart governs him, he does not govern his heart at all. Of course, this doesn't mean that he can't do mitzvahs. He must do mitzvahs and he can do mitzvahs and he might do mitzvahs. We're talking here about doing the mitzvah with a conviction of the heart. It is the conviction of the heart that he's unable to do, unable to attain. But he certainly is not exempted from doing mitzvahs and doesn't exempt himself from doing mitzvahs. And this fact, this conviction, of not being able to, to control his heart at all and not being able to reach his heart is this is a punishment for the severity and the enormity of their sin in other words we're not talking about an average Russia we're talking about a Russia whose sins are enormous and powerful and because of it they are punished in that this control that they once had over their heart, by nature, is removed. So although it's a natural condition, by nature the mind controls the heart. So why should it be denied the rasha? No matter how bad the rasha is, what does it have to do with his with his, with his nature? If the control of mind over heart comes by nature, then it doesn't depend on virtue. And that's why the Alta is saying, that this loss of control is a punishment. It's not a natural state. By nature, a person should have al even in the sense of the mind influencing the heart, not only overruling the heart. But the Rasha doesn't have that because it is taken away as a punishment for his sins. If so, the statement is does not apply to all Jews. How can that be? So the Rebbe says, The Tzayla does not speak. The statement that it is close to you and your heart to do is not addressed to those who even while they are alive are called dead. And the Russia, the, the, the true Russia, is considered dead even while they are alive. so it's not an ex- an exception it's not that the tzeda speaks only to certain people and to certain jews and not other jews the tzeda is speaking to all jews the the fact that this Russia is, is left out the fact that this Russia doesn't have that capacity is not an exception the statement karlei lecha Adava made is not a partially true statement it is true of every jew as long as he's alive if a, if he's not alive then of course the statement doesn't apply to him not alive in the sense that he has no, no access to his heart. If you have no access to your heart, then you're no longer alive. because the truth is that the Russia is not included in the statement because show Lahasha Lavid Hashem, because it is impossible for the Russia to begin to serve God without first repenting for the past. In other words, in this aveda of the heart, the the Rasha cannot approach God on that level without doing tshuva first. It's not that he can't do mitzvahs. It's not that he can't be perfectly observant in all mitzvahs without doing tshuva. But he won't have access to his heart until he does tshuva. And the tshuva is l'shaber haklipes. It is necessary in order to shatter the klipa. Before the Russia, the true Russia, can approach God in his heart, he first has to break the klipa, because the klipa stands as a curtain that separates and a mechitza that severs. The Russia from his father in heaven. These are these two things. The curtain that separates is klipa, but it's klipa's neiga. It's a it's a bright klipa, and all it does is separate. It doesn't sever. And then there is the mechitzah shobarzo, the iron curtain, the iron wall that is mafzik. It's not only separates; it severs. And for these two kinds of klipa, the tshuva is meant to shatter that klipa and to remove these obstructions. Al how does tshuva shatter klipa? Al shviras libei umeviras nafshe alchatov. Tshuva means the broken heartedness and the bitterness of the soul over one's sins. That broken heartedness actually breaks not the heart, but the klipa as he writes in the Zayar, on the verse, Zivchei Elikim, Ruach Lev Nishba, etc. A to in Tehillim, where he says that the sacrifices of Elikim is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Usually when when when... A sacrifice is mentioned when a carbon is mentioned. It's usually carbon Hashem, not carbon Elikim. Here it says Zifchei Elikim. The sacrifices of Elikim is Ruach nishbar Lev Nishbar. That, as far as Hashem, the name Hashem is concerned, that's the aspect of Chesed. There, there is forgiveness much more readily, much more easily than in, in shemelikim. Shemelikim is gvura. Gvura is much more exacting and much more demanding. What is a sacrifice that can bring forgiveness even from Shemalikim? This That's the sacrifice of the heart, the broken heart. When a person is broken hearted and it shatters the klipa, that brings forgiveness even from shemelikim because through the broken heart is nishbar ruach de sitra acher the verse says ruach nishbar the broken spirit of the broken heart which means that the broken heart breaks the ruach the spirit which is the animal soul the ruach of tuma of sitra acher and and that once that is broken then the forgiveness is off, is given in the Hayem Yeim for the fifth of Shrat, the Rebbe writes that a Mensch sein in Zogan A person, a mensch, has to has to Recite words of Torah constantly, all the time. Zodan <speaking> in tehillim, chazan mishnayis, then in vua wherever and whenever possible. Berde to start and haolam, and this is in order to strengthen the existence, the stability of the world. Berde matil to zayn zikh from chibba and kaf hakela, also in order to save himself from the from the. Uh, punishment of the grave, and in order to be a keli, to be to merit and be able to receive all the highest revelations.